0: Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten.
1: And I'm Marvin Williams.
0: And today is episode 75. We're continuing with some bonus episodes of season two. And today we are talking about someone who does not have a name. (laughs) So we're just going to call her Naaman's Wife's Maid.
1: That's beautiful. That's her name okay. in, the, in the scripture.
0: We will just have... To, yeah, we yep. don't have her personal All identifying right. name, but her story takes place in 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 through 19 is the part where she specifically appears. So
1: Okay, so um, how, how difficult would it be for you to bless your enemies?
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> now I guess probably this doesn't come naturally to anybody, but I was going to say right, right, I really... Right. Uh, it does make me think, you know, in first Corinthians 13, that portion where it says love keeps no record of wrongs. Yeah. I have a hard time with that part. <laughs> <laughs> I think I tend to keep record of things. So you and me both. Uh, so blessing my enemies is about as opposite of keeping a record of wrongs as it could be. So no, that does not come naturally. No, to No, it me. doesn't. I don't <laughs>
1: think it comes naturally to any of us. Um, I, I, that justice streak in
0: me, yeah.
1: Um, Tanya and I were watching a movie the other night and um, and the person who was doing all the wrong, he ends up getting away at the end. Ooh, that's hard. And so I am I am saying this is wrong. He mm-hmm. should not get away and then the movie ends. Mm-hmm. And it's like he, he it ends without him getting his just due. So I think it would be very difficult for me to um, to bless my, in- even though that's what Jesus calls us to do, right? Yeah. And we're not perfect. Again, we're talking about imperfect people. We've been talking about imperfect people, but yet we see this, in this story, Naaman's wife's maid. She actually gives us an example of what it means to bless an enemy or she to does. bless someone who probably did not have the, her best interest at heart. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so as you mentioned, this story takes place in second Kings chapter five. So kind of set the, set the context. We need to frame this
0: up a little bit because we're, we've jumped quite significantly from the last episode. (laughs) Um, Second Kings lets us know we are in that time period of Israel's history where they had a king. So judges are, well, they've They're in the promised land. The judges are, we've passed through that. We've passed by Samuel and David. So this is a time in Israel's history where there was a lot of turmoil and a lot of getting attacked by their enemies. They did not do what God had asked by clearing out um, the land of their enemies. So then they had to deal with them all throughout. And Naaman's wife's maid is Jewish Mm -hmm. and she was captured, um, taken as a slave. So, about as horrible. I mean, we're this is human trafficking, is what yep. we're talking about. Yep. So she has been captured, taken from her family, forced to be a servant in this household. Naaman is a commander of the army. So person of high position, she is there. This maid is there to serve. Naaman's wife,
1: and Naaman is not a Jewish commander. He's, Correct, he's right. a Syrian commander. He is a Gentile commander, if you will. So, so Jews and Gentiles, they, you know, they they weren't necessarily together. And so, so this maid, this servant girl, is in the house of an an enemy, if you will, mm-hmm. and and she's. Serving Naaman's wife, and um, and then Naaman, what happens to him? He gets leprosy.
0: Yes, two episodes it's in a the- row, a leprosy <laughs> reference. I didn't even think of that. Should we now. go for the
1: hat trick? Wow, no, I'm just am-
0: <laughs> so yes, Naaman gets leprosy, which is the skin disease that was, I mean, very. I mean, this is far more than like. A bad complexion, sort of right, a situation exactly. like you. There were all kinds of Jewish rules that were, were related right. to being having to stay away from society. So he gets this and is just, how do I get rid of this? And the doctors can't help him. He's really has no idea what to do. And Naaman's wife's maid says, "I know a guy. I
1: know a guy. Yes, I love that. I, <laughs> that's a great line. I know a guy."
0: <laughs> and she does because, and the guy she knows is Elisha. Um, who was an Israelite prophet who had been performing miracles. You can read his stories um, previous to this one. He had parted the Jordan river, uh, the story of multiplying the widow's oil. She had almost nothing left. And um, Elisha made it so that her oil just continued to, pour and pour and pour out of this jar. She was able to sell it and provide for herself financially. He raised a dead boy to life. So she had heard these stories and she says, I know a guy who can take care of this leprosy. This
1: is, this is, again, this is absolutely amazing. Now she could have been bitter. She could have been angry. She could have withdrawn and could have kept this, um, this news this good yeah. news to herself and just simply let him suffer from leprosy and so the fact that she knows god and she knows of yahweh and says i know someone who is able to actually heal you to me this is incredible again yeah. if it's if it's me again you're you're probably a much better person than i am in that regard if it was me I'm saying, suffer, brother, <laughs> like, like you are going to die with leprosy. And uh, but she doesn't do that. Yeah. She is a great example of compassion and grace and love and said, um, hey, if you go to um, if you go to the prophet, the prophet can heal you. Yeah. Uh, I've seen I've heard God do amazing things, and I believe he can do amazing things for you. And I just love that.
0: And it really shows what she believed about God. I mean, one, that God could heal. She believed that, that her faith and that God could heal her enemy and that she would still believe that God would heal when she herself, her own circumstances, right, she right. had to have felt abandoned. Yeah. Like here she is a slave in another country. Um, and yet her faith was so strong. I'm assuming, instilled by her parents and her community hmm. that in spite of her own circumstances, she was able to point out what God could do yeah. and believed that God could make a difference in this situation, even though her own life was upside down.
1: Yeah, and th- you, you, you make a very important point. Um, parents, if, if you're listening as a parent, you never ever know when you're passing faith down to your child and you and I are faithful to do that, you never know what circumstances they're gonna be in yeah. where they will need to pull those strings, draw upon that faith that you've passed down to get them through. Yeah. And, to, and to maybe be able to bless other people even though their circumstances are not uh, that favorable. And this is exactly, I we believe that this is exactly what happened. Faith, faith was passed down. And she drew on that faith. She, you know, all the deposits that were that were made. She is now reaping the dividends, and she's drawing down some of the the you know the the interest, and uh, being able to pass that um, at least give opportunity for Naaman to to be healed uh, by the God that she serves. And so I I love I love that, and God used that faith mightily mm-hmm. in this uh in this circumstance.
0: Mm-hmm. And we can even contrast her her faith with some of the other characters in the story. Yeah. Um well one, before we even get to that, I think it's so interesting that Naaman believes her. Yeah. yeah. Like that shows that she must have served well mm. um for him to believe her advice. Cause again, she's the enemy that's been captured. So you know, in our natural flesh we may be like, oh I'm going to, you know, the fact that she is reaching out to help him um, and that he believes her shows she must have served well. He there there was some sort of trust between yeah. them. Yeah. And that but then we don't see that trust, uh, that faith continue. So Naaman says, writes a letter to the Israelite king and says, hey, I'm coming Cause I hear you got you, that you have a guy (laughs) Uh, that can heal me. And the Israelite king freaks out and he's like, what are you, what I oh no, what is happening? Like he does not raise his eyes to, to recognize that God does have this under control, that God will step in, in this situation. He feels like, oh, it's up to me. This enemy commander is coming. And I don't know what to do. Um, so we we see lack of faith in the king. We eventually see lack of faith in Naaman, who yeah. doesn't like the instructions that Elisha <laughs> gives him to take right, care right. of the leprosy. Yeah, go yeah. bathe in this dirty lake or dirty river. Um, Naaman, the kind of the adults in this situation, <laughs> don't uh, display as much faith as this this maid does, which I just think is is remarkable, again, yeah. w- and why we chose to highlight her. Yeah,
1: I, I think you're, you know, you you made, again, some 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 really, really major points here where you talk about this, you know, she served well, um, and even showing up to our work. Yeah. Uh, They're unbelieving people on our job. You, you, I don't know if you know this, but I mean, you know this, but um, we're talking to other people, but talking to ourselves as well. But the way you show up on your job can actually be a witness. Oh yeah. Can actually cause people either to say, "Hey, I think I want to believe in the God you're serving," or the God you're serving. If if you're if he's causing you to do shoddy work, mm-hmm. then I don't think I want to. I don't want to believe in that uh, in that God. And so um, sometimes um, uh, our faith might be enough. Mm-hmm. for other people's doubts. And mm-hmm. again, we we talked we, we 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 didn't talk about this story, but we know this story of when the four friends yeah. let the man down before Jesus. The man who was sick, I don't know if he truly believed as much as the four friends did. The four friends believed enough for this man. He they they tore open the roof put, put the, the man, the sick man down before Jesus and Jesus healed him. And so this feels like this girl has enough faith mm-hmm. for everyone in the story and uh, particularly at least Naaman. And I, I love the fact that God uses her, her story behind enemy lines and to show compassion and grace towards someone who is actually, um, Holding her as a slave, and uh, so, so again, I, I, again, we cannot say enough about this young lady's story. I mean, she's nameless, she's, and yet she has such a powerful influence on uh, in biblical history.
0: Yeah, it, that's true. And I love how another way that we can learn from her how she pointed out what God could do in that situation. Yeah, like that. That was her motive. That was, we talked about expectancy in the last episode. This is another application of that. Of She was, she recognized, hey, as we've said, I know a guy. God can do <laughs> something here. Yeah. And that's something we can do for others as well. Um, you talked about relying on the faith of others as those, the four friends um, and the wife's maid here. We can be that as well. And helping um, helping people in our life to see God, God cares about this situation. God, God can do something in this situation. So we can be his representatives just as she was to say, Hey, let's, let's look at what God could do. This isn't, doesn't have to be us. This doesn't have to be our own strength. It's not hopeless. Let's turn to God and see what he can do.
1: Absolutely. The, the other thing that I think is such a, it's it's latent in the text is that this this young girl is um is a jewish uh girl she believes in yahweh she believes in um the god uh of her um of her ancestors if you will naaman is not a believer Mm -hmm. and yet she shows kindness to someone who is not a believer so i started thinking you know back you know when when was the last time I showed that kind of compassion for someone who did not follow uh, did not follow Jesus? Uh, when was the last time I showed that kind of love and grace to um, and it has nothing to do with Hey, I'm I'm doing this nice thing for you so that I can tell you about Jesus, which is great. But but as Carlos Carlos Whitaker says, it's just being human, mm-hmm. just to say I want to be kind to you because you're in need, mm-hmm. or to pray for someone um, who is who is ill that may not be a believer, but to say I'm going to ask God. You may not believe this, but I'm going to ask God to bring healing to your body. <clears throat> so I think there's a this this young girl gives us an example. Of actually, how to show concern and care, and com- and to show compassion for our unbelieving friends—not pointing our fingers, not condemning, not um, not treating them like a project. But to actually say to them, man, we we love you for the sake of loving you and not having an ulterior motive. Uh, I believe it is the love and compassion that begins to draw people to God. Um, But we're just simply to be uh, the ambassadors of that love. And I think this young girl actually gives us a great example of. How to show compassion for our unbelieving friends, unbelieving family members, so that uh, they too might have that kind of faith in God.
0: Agreed. So what can we believe about God, ourselves and others from this example of Naaman's wife's maid?
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, one of the things that we can believe about God is that God is God still is God is still using people to show compassion hmm. to people. Who are not following him? He he really does want the world to know that I I love you and um and I'm I, I am not I didn't I did not send my son to condemn the world, but I sent my son to show the world how much how much I love. And so this young girl, I think God uses her nameless and all to show compassion on someone who did not know. Yahweh, who did not know the Lord, and um, and ultimately we see her being used by God to do that, and so I, I love
0: that. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, let's not overlook the f- one thing we can believe about God is that He's a healer. Yeah, we yeah, didn't really right. focus yeah. on that much, but ultimately <laughs> Naaman is healed of his of his yeah, leprosy. Yeah. God is a healer; He does heal, and I love how. Um, she also we didn't use this terminology, but it just came to my mind. like she points out God's good reputation. Mm, hey, mm, God does mm. good things through this man elisha. yeah, and That's really and good. we have that opportunity too, to share God's good reputation with other people. This is what he's done. This is what he's done for me. This is how I've seen him at work. This is what I've heard sharing other people's stories. There's power in that too. Um, I think we can we can step into that ourselves. and yeah. How can we spread God's good reputation to those around us? Yeah,
1: I think I think one more thing for for us is that hard times don't necessarily have to diminish our faith. Hmm. So this this young girl is going through a very difficult yep. time. She's been captured, and it did not diminish her faith. In fact, it it was actually a platform for her to share her faith. And um, so, if if you're going through a difficult time, it It doesn't have to diminish your faith. God can actually use that hard time uh, as a platform to tell others about him. And um, so I think that's another thing for for me personally that I get from her story.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you friends for joining us this week. Um, Human, be a human, reach out to someone (laughs) else, share God's good reputation with someone else. And have a spiritual conversation with a friend this week.